Today's podcast is brought to you by PalmSwap, Perpetuals Decentralized. Trade Perpetuals Decentralized with up to 10x leverage and earn tokens while trading through trading cycles. You can earn Palm through trading on the platform, staking and farming them to increase your Palm holdings. You can vote on governance proposals, boost your affiliate earnings, or reduce your trading fees via staking. You can start trading Perpetuals on PalmSwap today by going to palmswap.org. That's palmswap.org. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. Today, I got a very special guest all the way out in Dubai working on a really, really cool project called Palm Swap, which is working with Perpetuals Decentralized. Uh, today, we have uh, burned with the CPO at Palm Swap. How are you doing today? Hey, man. Pleasure to be here. I'm great. Well, excited to learn more about you and everything that you have going on with Palm Swap. But before we do, let's uh, learn a little bit more about you. Can you give us some background on yourself? Yeah, sure. So you already said it right. I'm based in Dubai. I'm originally from Austria. I'm 27 years young. I started my journey in crypto around seven years ago uh, in 2015. This is when I first time bought Bitcoin. It was August, around like $220. So I would guess I was quite, quite early and lucky in that space to get introduced to it that, that early. And yeah, I've invested into a lot of projects and throughout the time, Benefited a lot from the whole ICO boom in 2017. Uh, survived the bear market into 18 to 19, and uh, yeah, uh, we had a uh, a SaaS company basically in the perpetual trading space. We started perpetual trading when it was introduced 2017 by Bitmax. I guess that's a term for most of the people, and uh, we had a trader. Um, like a copy trading company, sort of like this, or via API on BitMEX. Like this, we got a, like, a lot of experience in, in perpetual trading and leverage trading per se, and started then working on PalmSwap basically in 2021, uh, which is like a decentralized exchange for derivative trading. And uh, yeah, super, super exciting actually. And I think it's a, it's a really good product and at the right point in time as well. Yeah, it's it, it's really interesting, and um, I'm definitely excited to to dive more into the, especially the perpetuals side of it. But before we do that, you know, it's awesome journey, and you've been in the space long enough. You you got into Bitcoin super early uh, before it was even a thousand dollars, which is awesome. Uh, you you've seen ups and downs, so this isn't your first bear market, so you know yeah. what to anticipate and how to build in it. But for those right now, first to get some basic understanding for those who don't know, can you give like a brief? Uh, description of, of what are perpetuals? Sure. So basically, uh, it is very, very similar to a future contract, right? That means like you can trade a, a currency pair, like for example, Bitcoin US, US dollar, right? Or USDT, right? And you can long or short this asset, right? That means you can bet that the this asset is going to go up or is going to go down, right? And if you're right, you're making money basically. And the cool thing here is you can use a leverage, which is kind of like you're borrowing funds, right? So you can trade with more money that you actually have deposited on the platform. Means you could as well make more gains on your trade, but as well, your trade can get liquidated faster. That means the higher leverage, the higher risk as well. I personally always suggest to use a lower leverage, right? But yeah, you, everybody takes its own risk, I guess, in trading. And uh, the cool thing with perpetual contracts is they are not expiring. A future contract is expiring after three months, right? And the perpetual contract is unlimited, basically, right? And uh, 
BitMEX introduced it in 2017 as, I guess, the first exchange in the crypto space because before it wasn't really possible to short Bitcoin, right? And uh, yeah, ever since then, it, it was made possible. And now we are bringing that not as the first ones, but with a couple of unique perks that you only have on centralized exchanges so far. Into the right. Device. And, and thanks for that background. And the reason I wanted to bring that up is typically you can only do leverage trading on a uh, centralized exchange, a CEX, but this is a DEX, this is a decentralized exchange. How are y'all able to bring perpetuals and leverage trading to a decentralized exchange? So basically, we're not the first ones who, who are doing that, right? Like there is a couple of hybrid DEXs outside. There has one, two protocols that already launched a perpetual DEXs. But in general, and maybe this is also good to cover it, we saw that there is a market gap, right? We saw that in 2020, 2021, a lot of volume was coming from the centralized exchanges over to the decentralized exchanges, right? Like a pancake swap, Uniswap, SushiSwap, and so on. But it was all spot trading. But when you look at derivative trading, pretty much nobody is doing that yet, right? In DeFi, that's what we saw last year. And that's why we started working on PalmSwap because we saw there is a gap in the market and derivative trading is the biggest market out there, right? And uh, yeah, that, that is the, basically the, the whole background on, on how we started. The first uh, protocol that we looked at was Perpetual Protocol, right? Um, and they started already last year. But we saw, for example, that the slippage, for example, there was high. There was limit orders missing, stop losses, take profits, which is all essentials to basically trade perpetuals. Nobody should do that without these <laughs> basic tools, basically. Um, yeah, and the UIX was just not that great. And so we said, okay, we see there is a market. It is working because we have already seen other projects doing it and proving the market. And uh, we just said, okay, let's just uh, focus on the things that are not there yet. And that's what we've built, basically, a decentralized exchange for derivative trading, where you have all these order types that you have on centralized exchanges as well. Right. And, and I think those are some very crucial points that I just want to go back to really fast. So with spot trading, if, if you've ever used, uh, you know, some of your regular DEXs out there, whether it's Uniswap, PancakeSwap, et cetera, you're swapping and you're trying to get the spot, the, the exact uh, amount in that moment. But if you're doing futures, you're trying to say like, hey, I want this future price right now, et cetera. You have a couple of different ways that you can now trade and get that. However, uh, as uh, Byrne said earlier, you are exposing risk. And the reason why you need to be able to do stop losses and take profits and everything else is because sometimes there are huge moves in the market. Uh, recently, there is like a 10% move in the market. And so if it jumps over a threshold that you just put in place and then goes down back below it and it didn't hit your, your mark, you potentially just lost all your money or you potentially didn't take the profit on what on your on your target that you were looking for. And like that, that is extremely frustrating. And, and yes, these are a little bit more advanced uh, trading topics, but these are things that people look for and towards during bearish times when the volatility isn't as much. A lot of, a lot of the market's been moving flat for the last several months. So people start looking at leverage trading and other things right now because of uh, while we're in these levels of uh, resistance and, um, looking at like these these new places where the market is trying to move to, it allows for people to have a really good understanding and idea if, if we're only gonna be staying in between like these two pr prices, 
you can now leverage up and, and still de-risk in, in some capacity. So I'm sure PalmSwap is very uh, sought after right now in this moment. Hey everyone, just wanted to let you know about all the amazing content that we're making for you exclusively over on YouTube. You can stay connected to crypto's top stories and trending topics with the Aftershock. Every Wednesday, join cryptocurrency Steve Miller and myself for a brand new discussion on what's going on in the wild world of Web3. If you want to learn more about cryptocurrency and blockchain, but don't know where to start, Crypto Decrypted will cover everything from basics and fundamental analysis to the advanced concepts of technical analysis. Join Chris K every Thursday exclusively on YouTube to get this content. Finally, if you want to take a deeper dive into the world of NFTs and learn more about all the latest and greatest and what's happening in that space while capturing alpha, join Steven on NFT Thursdays exclusively on Twitter Spaces on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We hope you're enjoying our content. And if you're enjoying it, please like, subscribe, share, and leave comments so that we can continue to give you the content to keep you cryptocurrent. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the most important uh, point is when you're building a product is that the product can be used in a bull market, but more importantly, as well in the bear market, right? And right. that's why we also decided to launch already now. Is the market environment perfect? For sure, it's not, right? But uh, the most important thing for, from our end was now is the time where we can build our customer base, basically. Now is the time where we are building the fundament to then basically benefit massively together with the community in the next upcoming bull run. And uh, yeah, that's why we also decided to already roll out now because the product is ready. We launched yesterday our hybrid decks uh, with Orderbook and with a, with a nice corporation as well that we managed to, to pull on board over the, over the last weeks. So yeah. Well, congratulations on the launch. And I know that you know, you've had plenty of people testing it out and now starting to, to use it. How has the initial experience for those users been so far? I think it has been good. Um, I mean, we are still with the 100% on-chain decks we are, because we are, we are offering two kinds of, of models. We're still in a test net and going live for the alpha testers on the mainnet in three weeks, four weeks from now. And, uh, but yeah, so far the feedback has been really, really good. And yeah, the people were, were anticipating it heavily. So I think it just speaks for itself that uh, a product like that as well was was really appreciated in the market. So if someone is trying to potentially use this and, and, and try to do some of their either first leverage trading perpetuals or just learn more information, of course, everyone, uh, you can go to palmswap.org. But what are some of those like first steps people can take to like utilize this new DEX? You mean how to get started? Yeah. Yeah, it's actually very, very simple, right? I mean, the cool thing about DeFi is, is decentralized. That means you don't need to register an account, KYC, whatever, whatever, whatever. You just connect your MetaMask wallet, for example, and yeah, you deposit your, your stable coin um, on the 100% on-chain index. It's going to be USDT. Right now on hybrid, it can also as well be USDC or BUSD, right, on BNB chain. And then you're basically ready to go, right? And everything else works pretty, pretty similar, like on a centralized exchange. Just uh, on the 100% on-chain model, the transactions have to be confirmed um, with BNB. So you need a little bit of BNB on your MetaMask world as well to confirm the transactions. But that is it. Simple Got as it. one, two, three, basically. 
Yeah, very simple. Uh, very going on this, and um, you know, I see on the roadmap that you're one of the reasons why you would potentially also want the, the native token uh, through governance is that being able to vote for future pairs. What are some things on the roadmap that people can look forward to on for for Palm Swap? A lot, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> like as I said already, um, the hundred percent on chain model launching next month. Just one second. I need to charge my laptop quickly because otherwise I'm running out of juice. Okay. Uh, uh, so uh, on-chain launch next month. Then next, uh, then in the next year, Q1, we want to already be cross-chain compatible. That's what's on the roadmap as well. And we would like to integrate a sort of like a decentralized, we call it decentralized hedge funds, but it's like a decentralized asset management platform where a kind of like an ex more extensive version of a copy trading model where traders as well can get a performance fee and so on and so on, but all DeFi, right? So users keep their funds, right? So that is the next big things that, um, that we are working on right now. And as you spoke about the native token, of course, there will be probably as well further, um, further features that we will implement into the token. Um, yeah, most important things uh, I think is like that a token actually has utility. Right, and you have Agreed. several ones on this. So, yeah. Well, sounds like you got a lot on in in the pipeline, um, but that that is some pretty exciting stuff for for Palm Swap. But you know, I I know that you're pretty passionate about the overall like DeFi space, and there's DeFi Summer of 2020. Um, since uh, there has been uh, quite a few unfortunate platforms that have had some cascading effects um, as we look at you know what happened with Celsius, Voyager, and uh, most recently uh, Freeway. Um, how do you think the DeFi space will continue to evolve over time? Uh, I mean, you know, when, when these kind of events happen, it's always uh, terrible, right? I mean, because it kind of like damages always a bit of trust in the whole DeFi sector, right? Uh, I hope that these things will improve. Obviously, I mean, I think you can never be 100% secure of, of hacking attacks or something like this when you look at Binance and so on. But of course, um, other business models where whatever funds are taken and then invested into something else, for th these, these kind of things should be a bit more regulated, you know, in my opinion. So, yeah, that's, that's my, my take on that. Yeah, and I think re regulation will continue to come in, especially as it relates to these centralized exchanges trying to use a DeFi platform or DeFi protocol of sorts, because ultimately people who think they are putting their funds somewhere and it's decentralized, et cetera, and that they can get it back and they can't uh, because it's really under underneath a centralized uh, platform. I think that's where the regulation really needs to start coming in because kind of like using it. It's yeah. kind of like abusing it, right? And yeah. it just it just goes in a complete wrong direction. But when we talk about regulations as well, I believe, and, and this will take time, right? I mean, we're already seeing that a couple of jurisdictions are coming with very, very um, good and smart crypto regulations, right? Because they understand the subject crypto. But as a matter of fact, you cannot, for example, regulate DeFi like a, a centralized exchange, for example. That wouldn't make any sense, right? So I believe it, it, will, it will take a bit of time until the, the proper regulations are there and it really are beneficial as well for, for the whole space.
I agree. And I think we're starting to go in the right direction with getting some more of that regulation. And unfortunately, before you get some of that regulation, you have to have some pain. And there's been plenty of it uh, this year. Um, but I do think for the builders, it is making them challenge their not just beliefs or, or how things are being set up, but also like how can they genuinely protect their end user? Because now users are coming in with this knowledge of like, hey, we've seen this happen other places. What are you going to do about it? What are you making sure to make sure that this doesn't happen on your platform? And I like that newfound like accountability for people who still are bullish on DeFi because DeFi, the, the, the thought around DeFi, I think did take a hit, but I still think DeFi is one of the largest opportunities in the space. For sure. For sure. I mean, especially for startups, you know, like, um, and I, I think it's an amazing, it's an amazing uh, ecosystem and has evolved in just like the past two, two, three years. Right. It's, and, and, and being in crypto for over seven years, I think DeFi is, was like a very, very evolutionary uh, step in crypto. And I think it brought a lot of opportunities as well with it. Yeah. And I think it will continue to do so. Um, but as you, so coming from someone who has as, as much experience in this space, um, always like to ask a couple of fun questions. And, and one of them I typically bring up for people, especially who have been through bear markets before, how would you say this bear market is similar or different from previous bear markets? Like is, are, are things starting to rhyme, repeat, or is this completely different? Like how, how are you kind of seeing it? <laughs> I mean, I think that uh, definitely the, the bull markets and bear markets are not the same like they were like five years ago, right? Or three, four years ago, because the market is a lot more evolved, right? It was, it was a lot less involved in 2017, right? And I, I think it evolved a lot over, over the last years. And that was very, very good. But of course, you know, in every bull market, you have these people that are very, very over optimistic. And uh, I was last year in, in F1 in Abu Dhabi in December, and I spoke to so many people and everybody was telling me, oh, Bitcoin is going to go to 100,000 minimum, and then we're going to go bearish. And I was speaking to my friends that actually now is the time we should sell everything, right? Because like when everybody's that bullish, then this is the time when you should sell. I didn't sell in December, but I sold in January, a portion of my portfolio, and it was definitely the right decision. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, to, be very, to be very honest, I think that this bear market is also a lot different uh, than the one before, because when you look at the whole global economic situation right now, being in a recession right now, it, we will see um, how much more of an impact it's going to have on crypto and when the cycle is going to change. I don't believe it's going to be this year for sure. And I don't even think it, it might be next year, right? Maybe the year after, like 224. But uh, Let's see, right? Uh, in the end of the day, nobody has a glass bowl. I don't really like to predict markets and so on, but for now, I'm very careful um, when to deploy capital. And I personally have not yet bought in big chunks. I do some DCA, but I, I'm very, very holding back still. So that's just my intake. Maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. Um, we will see, but I do believe that we could definitely have. Uh, see the bear market go a bit longer and what i also still feel and this is really now a comparison to 2018 where we saw bitcoin going to three thousand dollars and i did not cash out back then and it was very painful to spend bitcoin at three thousand knowing that it's going to go back up again right yeah. uh 
I don't think that this maximum level of pain is reached yet in the current bear market. And that's why I do believe that we might still see lower levels on Bitcoin as well as the other assets. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your take on that. And of course, everyone, none of this is ever financial advice or any of this. This is all our own opinion. And um, I, I tend to agree with you that I don't think we've seen Max Payne yet. I think the worst is yet to come. Um, and I think we potentially could be in an extended bear purely because of the macro that's going on. I, I think with yeah. the global markets between recessions, inflation and the energy crisis that we're about to hit this winter on top yeah. of global economies having to have to pull back. There's going to be more people probably getting um, unemployed as people start to make their projections for 2023 and trying to you know become profitable again and also prepare for potential various times. And that has impacts on a lot of different things. And, and right now, because crypto is still as correlated as it is to the regular markets, the true decoupling hasn't happened yet. I think it, it eventually will, but we're not there yet. And so because of that, I do think we're going to see some more um, bearish times for a while as well. Sure. So, yeah. And and I believe no asset class is going to be excluded from that because people sometimes say, oh, you know, Bitcoin is a, like the, the inflation hatch or something like this. But this is just, it, so far, this has not been proven correctly. Don't get me right. wrong. I'm a massive Bitcoin uh, bull actually, and I'm a Bitcoin maximalist because it was the first uh, thing that I've invested in. But still, uh, I just see the, the the whole economy as it is, and I, I I don't see the reason why crypto will be excluded um, from that if, if if stocks are plummeting and real estate and whatever else, crypto is going to be affected as well, and it has already been. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I think I think all that. Uh, Everything will be affected for, for sure. And um, that's why it's important for people to be learning about different opportunities, ways that they can still uh, potentially make profits, even when uh, things are going bearish. And to always make sure you have a little huddle bag on the side just for, for the long term as, as well. But um, another question I'd like to ask is, with all the information you have right now, if you go impart one to two pieces of wisdom to yourself when you first got started, what would you tell yourself? <laughs> I wish I would have had more capital back then, because to be very honest, uh, I, I didn't understand Bitcoin in 2015 when I invested into it. I literally, I took the risk, you know, of course, with all the information I would have now, uh, I would have probably um, bought more and I would have probably sold in 2017. But yeah, I mean, I, I already, again, I think I already proved the story that I just explained. I already learned. Because I didn't cash out in 270 when there was the top. When I got told to cash out, this time I took the decision. And I think the most important thing is not to be emotional, right? Because I just feel, I don't know why it is, but in crypto, we're just like so holding on to our Bitcoin and so on. But a profit that you are not taking is a, a profit not made as well, right? It, it doesn't make sense if you uh, have millions on paper, but if you never realize a profit, it is never a profit. The same goes for a loss, right? You don't want to, if you bought your your ETH or whatever to expenses, man, just hold on to it and wait until it goes up, right? Um, but yeah, I think taking profit is something that is, uh, that is very, very important. And that's definitely something I wish I would have learned a bit earlier. But uh, yeah, that's maybe yeah. something that I would like to share with you. I think those are two great lessons. I know that I preached that as well as that like taking profits 
are not a bad thing. Like, yes, there's always like, there's, there's buyer's remorse and seller's remorse, right? Where you, you decide to sell after you are potentially in, in a loss and then it goes back up and you're like, man, I wish I could have held on. And then there's points also at the top where you, you know, it was like, oh, I, I bought this here. I could make more money. And then it goes up further or it goes down and you're like, okay, well, which one are you going to feel worse about? And it's, and it's always like when, when you lose money. So taking some profit off the table, have a, have an exit strategy, have some things in, in mind for that. And, you know, you, you walk away and you, you feel good about it. But I'd also say a lesson that I also want to echo besides taking profit is also just being patient with yeah. when things go down, because if you have to, when you're looking at your crypto investments of like, you have to survive on that money and then you have to sell it to like pay for expenses or whatever it is, it hurts because you're, you know, like, man, if I just give this time, it'll at least recover. Maybe not all the way and it may even still become profitable, but if you give things time, historically with time, you succeed. But when these moments happen and money gets tight and you have to start digging into your crypto investments and you have to actualize those losses, that hurts big time. So yeah. uh, I guess an, uh, something I just want to echo is um, for your crypto hodl portfolio, let that be the hodl and don't touch it if you can. If you can, don't touch it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that, 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 that is always the, the reason of hodling, right? Like you don't want to sell it. right? And that's, that's, that's probably what you shouldn't do. And actually, and this is an advice that I can give and that I've always done, you know, I'm not coming from a rich family and I haven't had capital like seven years ago when I started crypto, but through earning money and increasing cash flow, this is the best thing that you can do right now because right now the assets are cheap. So let's say if you're making a $10,000 right now and you're investing that now into like Ethereum or Bitcoin or whatsoever, the, the upside potential that you're having is of course massive, right? And uh, I think this is the most important thing I'm focusing on right now. I personally, I did not become rich by just investing in the crypto, but I, I really like, I, I build up wealth by creating cash flow and investing that cash flow basically. And this is the leverage that you can take basically for your own portfolio without using leverage trading basically. For sure. And I, I mean, all of that's been absolute gems and I definitely appreciate that. And you've, you've given everyone here a lot to think about and especially want to make sure that everyone goes checks out Palm Swap. Before we wrap up, what's the final thought that you want to leave with all the listeners here today? Uh, I believe if you believe in the future of decentralized trading and so on, then you should definitely check out our, our platform. And if there's any more questions, feel free to jump over into our community chats we have a lot of moderators there that are happy to help with the questions. And yeah, everything else, I'll leave it up to you. I'm not here to sell. Uh, yeah, I believe we have a phenomenal product. But yeah, check it out yourself. And if you like it, then feel free to use it. Excellent. Well, as a reminder, everyone, if you go to palmswap.org, you can learn more information. Uh, you can follow them on Discord, Medium, Twitter, um, and Telegram. And uh, for people who want to connect uh, personally with you, what are ways that they can do that? Um, personally, I guess the best way is Telegram. Uh, if you are open for partnerships, because my, I'm one of the co-founders and I take care of all the partnerships basically. And if you believe we can partner up on something, feel free to reach out to one of our community admins and they're going to get you in touch with me directly. Perfect. 
Well, thank you again for all the information. This has been a really great conversation. And of course, for everyone listening, stay CryptoCurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of CryptoCurrent. CryptoCurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the CryptoCurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. This show and any other CryptoCurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. For today's review, we're highlighting two separate listeners. First up, we have Robbie RN, who said, great information and I'm already learning a lot. Second, we got Sakels, who said, this podcast honestly helped to make crypto so much easier. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com.